0: You're listening to Having a Chat, the show where we take interesting people with interesting tastes in music and talk to them about the music that they love. I'm Alex Spears, and ever since being introduced to them while recording an episode of this show, I have not been able to get enough of a band called Bad Nerves. Bad Nerves play really, really fast, poppy punk rock music, and they've just put out a new full-length album called Bad Nerves. As I said, I've been a big fan of the band for the last year or so, so I'm really excited to have Bobby from Bad Nerves with us to talk about some music. This is Having a Chat. All right so we are recording and Bobby thanks for for taking the time to chat no probs it's a pleasure to be here yeah man um so the the first song that we're going to kick things off with is uh can't be mine and the reason why we're starting it off is when we first had Kylie Miller on the show this was like a year ago <laughs> over a year ago at this point she picked this song um and at that point in time, the only people really listening to the show were friends of mine. Um, cool. But we all got obsessed with this song. Like I remember, <laughs> for like the months leading up to the pandemic, whenever we would ride around in like someone's car, this song was like <laughs> constantly on rotation. That's um, awesome. But it's, it's interesting because like at that time, you guys hadn't put out the full length yet. You were doing yeah. this kind of this super, super slow drip, drip, drip of singles. <laughs> super um, slow. Yeah. we
1: of liked. Yeah, fair enough. And, but
0: I'm always interested like because, you know, band, bands often do that. And I think that there's, there's always like a myriad of reasons why bands do that. They kind of, mm-hmm. you know, have like a really slow lead up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the reason in, in your case? Um, well, I
1: think when we first started, we wanted to. It was just me and, and my guitarist Will. We um, yeah. we just wanted to write and record an album and put it out. We had no intention of actually doing a band, um, just because it's ho- it's hard work for one, and not it's not fun, but it's you know it's hard to find people to do it right. with for a start. And the drums alone were just so hard to play yeah. that I, I didn't know that um, I would be able to find anyone that could play it. Uh-huh. Um, so there was like. So at first there was sort of that, that, delight, the initial delay of just, are we even going to do this? Like as a, ba- as, as a band, but then, um, but then we had some other people got involved after hearing the two singles, the original recording of Can't Be Mine, which I did in my garage. Yeah. And, um, and then some other people got involved and were sort of like, okay, look, you d- don't, don't put this album out. you need to hold off and like do it properly. You know what right, I mean? Right. And, uh, which we kind of, it was like, it was kind of exciting to have people hear the songs and like it, but, um, you know, so we kind of, we kind of ran with, with that a bit. And we're like, okay, yeah, we'll sort of, uh, do what these people are telling us to do which yeah. isn't very which isn't very punk but it's very easy to get swept away when uh people are blowing smoke up your ass a bit do you know what i mean so yeah. there was like so that delay basically sort of because of the other people got involved and then um and they wanted us to re-record the tracks and it was like why do we need to record them because the, you know mainstream radio have already played it it's not like you know it's not right. like the production value is so bad that it can't get on right. radio right so um so there was that there was that that was, the, that was the initial delay but then um And then, to be honest, man, we just started playing gigs and uh, I don't know, I think we just got carried away with playing gigs. It wasn't, um, we weren't really thinking about, (laughs) you know, we need to get a proper release together and do all this stuff because it was, you know, I don't know. We just weren't really that about thinking that way. And then it wasn't until it started to get a bit of traction, it seemed like people actually liked it as much as we did, that... um, but it was like, shit, we need to get this out. And then another two years passed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just there's a, there's a lot of reasons. But it was mostly sort of other people getting involved. Not that they weren't, you know, they had their positive impacts in places, but, you know, it did delay things because everybody wants you to hold off and build it up and build it up. And, uh, you know, if you combine that with um, being slow at doing things anyway, right. <laughs> you know, because real life gets in the way a little bit as well, you know, you've got to uh, go to work and do all that crap. So it's like
0: you know yeah so a myriad of
1: reasons <laughs> yeah
0: yeah fair enough well that I mean, that's any clearer but <laughs> yeah well but it's it's the thing the thing that i find fascinating about you guys is just how like you seem to have kind of built it like really from the ground up just by doing shows like that that's something that mm. I, I feel like isn't you don't see that as often anymore like j- j- just the ease with which you can just record and release stuff really? you, it, it, it seems like it's increasingly the other way around, uh, the other way yeah. around well, you don't. You
1: don't have to be. You don't actually have to be be able to play your instrument to be able to put music <laughs> out. That's the thing. Like, yeah. because we wanted to be. We didn't want to be one of those bands that had these songs and they, they couldn't play them. So, like, to us, being a live band was kind of. Well, I mean. I, in hindsight, I guess it was probably more important because that's the thing we were focusing on. You know, we wanted right. to... Um, and then later on, it was like, okay, if we're going to put this album together, we want the album to kind of reflect that live environment a bit. You know, right. we don't it to sound too polished, but we still want it to sound powerful. And like, you know, so it was... Yeah, I think um, concentrating on that live thing was kind of important for us, yeah. really.
0: Yeah, um, Yeah,
1: sorry, go on, Karen. I interrupted you.
0: No, 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 uh, not at all. Not at all. I mean, well, so I, I guess just like the only thing that I'm, that I'm curious about before we before we listen to this tune is um, what's uh, what's the song about? Like, like what and more than that like kind of what what inspired you to kind of to just kind of sit down in your garage and 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 bang this yeah thing out?
1: well this was uh this was one of the tr- one of the first tracks we did um yeah you know, it must be about four years ago now <laughs> this was crazy right. um must was... be a bit of a pain
0: that you're still talking about it
1: hey. <laughs> well this is the weird thing like, this is the first project i've ever been involved with where. Um, you know, I, I still kind of like. I mean, can't be mine is definitely st- a tester because I've listened to that. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you know, I did because I did the video as well. Like just just doing a video, you listen to it so many times, you know, and then re-recording it for the album. So yeah. I have heard it a lot. That's probably that's probably the one track that I would I probably would skip <laughs> now. <laughs> not because I don't like it. It's taken about four years, but I'm, I've just heard it too much now. But yeah. I still like talking about it because I still like the track, you know. But it's um, yeah. but um, what was I going to say? Yeah. No, so the song the song is really just sort of about um. um it's sort of um like meeting meeting new people and like uh you know and, and sort of you know a relationship with somebody sort of becoming um something uh that, that could man- like become a real thing you know and then like and for for certain certain reasons it sort of you feeling like it maybe it's not a good idea um that's kind of loosely what, what it's about really I mean it has like a more of a personal thing to me but I think it's like uh, about what it's specifically about, you know, and who it's specifically about, whatever, but that's like... But that doesn't
0: matter, almost. No, like,
1: exactly, yeah, and I don't, I don't think people need to know exactly what it's... Because I, I prefer people to sort of just get the gist of what it's about. So it's basically just about being unsure about getting into new relationships, really. Yeah. Um, that's the gist of it, but... Um, and the inspiration came from because that was the situation I found myself in <laughs> um, you know so yeah it's, uh, it's a bit of a it's not a breakup song but it's not it's not a love song either it's like a, I don't know what it is but it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's somewhere in that kind of realm yeah
0: well, that's um, almost like a cool balance to strike right because I, I i feel like love songs and breakup songs are, are kind of just like overplayed tropes in and of itself so it's kind of cool to yeah. like have a song that like lives somewhere in the middle
1: yeah because it's still about um you know people and relationships and stuff but it's not uh, yeah it's not uh, specifically, we do have one breakup song, which is, which is on the record. Uh, yeah. Again, that was, that was inspired by a breakup <laughs> that right. happened yeah, as, we, as we started the band. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but but yeah, it's nice that this one sort of—it's uh, not—it uh, doesn't fall directly into that category, <laughs> yeah, fortunately. Yeah. Fair um, enough. But yeah. And it's fast. It's fast as hell. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not your typical ballad. Yeah, no, actually, um, No, no. I, I, I don't
0: even know what a ballad by you guys would sound like. I, no, I can't
1: me, me neither. It. Yeah,
0: too fast, too fast. Every time but...
1: I try to write a ballad, it's still faster than every other band I know. Right. <laughs> 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 Apart from your death metal band, obviously. <laughs>
0: Um, all right. So next up, and 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 you pick two Beatles songs. Um, I'm gonna go with Helter Skelter if that's cool. Um, agree, yeah, just because it's you know, like I love mm. Day in the Life, but it's almost om- mm. it's Day in the Life is like one of those songs where it's. I, I feel like Helter Skelter is explored less. Um, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. So so <laughs> I'm I'm interested in hearing uh, you know what what you like about the song.
1: Mm-hmm. I think uh, just you touched on the, quite a good point there. I think with Hell of Scale is like uh it's one of those tracks that um it is it is talked about, but it's not as it's, it's not been as sort of like researched in terms yeah. of like day in the life has been pulled apart by, you know, every engineer yeah. and artist um yeah. you know who, who is worth their weight in gold really. But um there's something about Hell of Scale that sort of stands out almost from their other tracks because it's like it's got this aggression to it that is like um not necessarily in many of their other songs i mean they are like probably my favorite band to be honest like uh but the the aggression in that and just the the energy of it is like um i don't know it's sort of when you listen to it, it gives you it gives you that that vibe it makes you want to you know it makes you want to watch it live makes you want to play it makes you want to write music it's um it's uh it's like the original it's almost like an original punk track in a way just in the the the, yeah. the 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 anger of it and the oh i don't know if it's anger but it's just that you know that that sort of feel that sort of aggression of the track is just really sort of resonates um for me and it's a it's a nice um for you know for a band that are sort of predominantly like uh you know i guess like a, a pop a pop band potentially yeah. you know um yeah. Yeah. uh not not in the not in the sense of how we think of pop today but you know in the they are a, i guess a pop band but that's yeah. um but that is one of the tracks that just really sort of just really rock and roll and like almost punk, I think to an yeah. extent. Um, yeah. And I just think uh, every time I hear it, I'm like, God, I want to play this. I want to learn this song on, on guitar, yeah. you know, and like uh, do a cover or something. I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, you hit repeat, hit repeat constantly with all their songs, but this yeah. one particularly. Um,
0: and this one just makes like, just makes your hair stand on end in like the best way possible. And it's one where it's like, I, I feel like I've heard so many, just like kind of grittier rock and roll bands cover it. Mm. and it, it when it's done well it's like holy cow man like if you if you if you can capture that energy like
1: totally totally i'm, I'm, I'm i've been actually during lockdown i've been doing um i've been trying working on i've been trying to cover the whole of abbey road just oh, and, and and make the whole thing like uh you know like power pops or punk right. kind of thing and uh and like this is the thing i love about the beatles are, you know p- people who haven't properly listened to them and i used to be one of them kind mm-hmm. of uh i think kind of you know because everybody there's so many people love them. it's almost like a cliche to say you love the Beatles and I used to I used to I used to be the same and then like when I actually listened to them it's like it became very apparent that their songs just they they can be turned I think into almost any genre because they just the way they write like every part is like there's not really any verses so every part is so catchy and that's um that's something that I really love to do myself is to just try and I never like it to be like the chorus is so obviously the hook it's like I want every every part to be the hook and they're one of the bands that um well, they're the, the original band that done that better than anyone, I guess.
0: So it's funny to hear you say that, like you weren't that into them at, mm. at a certain point in your life, and th- th- that's something that I I empathize with. I, I um, <laughs> there was a time <laughs> in my life when I was first kind of establishing a music taste that was sort of yeah. my own, and yeah. I was just like, was really into like Green Day, you know, and and I was just like.
1: There's worse fans to be into than Green Bay, Yeah, right? no, of course, of
0: course. But I like the Beatles was like my dad's music. You know what I yeah, mean? To- and, and totally, I was, totally. And I was yes. like, oh, whatever. I'm, you know, I've got my studded belt and like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are like, sort, of, sort of anti
1: it because they're so popular. Yeah, and then you, exactly. And then, and then you realize that they're they're popular because and they're it's a cliche, but, but yeah. it's because it's because for a fact they're the best for <laughs> a good reason you know it's like for a really good reason uh their songs are just i mean i can't really think of any songs of theirs i don't like which is yeah. pretty crazy it's like rolling stones I, I love rolling stones but i pretty much only listen to the greatest hits the hot yeah. rocks yeah
0: no exactly
1: um, you know brothers and beatles every album is could, could be a greatest hits to, to me anyway and i think to a lot of people you know so yeah. um but yeah i think everyone starts out I, 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 I never was like i never sort of like disliked them I sort of vocalized that I disliked them but it was based on just you know the same things you just said as in they yeah. were like they were just that band that all my the old people loved <laughs> yeah exactly and then when I actually spent you know sat down and listened to them properly it was like I mean I, I pretty much have listened to them nonstop for the last seven years so it's yeah. like um <laughs> yeah it's pretty nuts like uh they're, they're, they've been my top Spotify uh, artists for, yeah, I mean, five years running. Wow. <laughs> so I, I really need to listen to something else. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, there, there's, there's heaps of bands who have come since who have ripped them off. So it's, uh, you know, you can <laughs> you can just keep going. Totally.
2: When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slack.
0: Next up, we're going to talk about uh, you know another one where you sent me two, um and I'm and I've sort of narrowed it down to one Moonage Daydream, David Bowie. Mm. Like, man, I, you know, I don't even know where to begin. Uh yeah. But uh, just that what, album is. What just... do you like about this song? Like, why? Why? You
1: <laughs> yeah. It Wait, it's a it's a hard it's a hard one to sort of because that whole album is. Uh, it's, yeah, it's perfect. It's just yeah, it is. It is perfect. That's the thing. Yeah. There's like every, every song. There's one of those albums as well where if you if you haven't listened to it properly before and you listen to it later in life, you you'll realize you already know all of it. You know, it's like yeah. it's so ingrained in just like the culture and just like all the songs, yeah. it's, just, it's just flawless. And like the recording and his melody, again, like his melodies and his, the way he writes songs and the structure of them, it's just, it's all, it's all what you want to hear without being predictable. Like yeah. um, it's, uh, even though I've heard them a thousand times, so they kind of are predictable now, but, like, right. uh, but, but, but you know, when you sort of first, they first hit you, it's like, wow, this is, this is not like anything you know, there's nothing else really happening like that now. I mean, no, well, maybe there is. I don't know, but I guess you suppose you have to have the time pass to be able to have the nostalgic, <laughs> you know, yeah. hit from it. But um, what about, I mean, this song, like every song on that album, really. I guess this is, if I had to pick a favorite, this probably would be my favorite. But um, oh, I just, I just love everything about it. I don't, I don't really know where yeah. to start. Like just the progression and uh, the vocals, and um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just genius. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, straight uh, up and down. Well, it's, it's funny, like. I remember they, there was a David Bowie art exhibit at the mm. Art Gallery of Ontario, which is like our big art gallery here. And I oh. and I, I was probably like 15 at the time. And I remember mm. it's, I went thinking like, oh, I don't know that many David Bowie songs. Like, you know, I, I know Space Oddity and that's pretty much it. Yeah, but yeah. then walking through the exhibit in like each area, they're playing like different music from different eras. And I'm like, I know yeah. every one of these songs. Like you're so oh, right. right about how it's just <laughs> it's just ingrained in everything. Yeah. Different-
1: exactly and when like and when you when you because i had the same thing with david bowie so it was a bit earlier earlier on like um i'd listened to uh bowie well, my dad used to play bowie growing up and stuff but then as i sort of got older I, I sort of again kind of rebelled against that little bit and got more into like heavier music and things yeah. like that and um and then sort of came back to it when i sort of you know was sort of 18 19 or whatever it was just like and i remember listening to it for the first time since i was a kid when i was like 18 or 19 or whatever and it was just like because I, I, I was at a point where i was quite bored with music i was just yeah. like fuck I, d- I don't know if i anything i really love and i was trying to write stuff and i couldn't really couldn't really find anything i enjoyed writing either and then i started getting back into all these bands i listened to growing up and it was like i listened to that ziggy stardust album and i was just like just floored i couldn't believe how much i already knew of it and how and how much when you sit there in the dark room and you listen to that in headphones it's like you know it's like dark side of the moon in a way you you listen to it, and you're just like jesus this is just uh just outstanding (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's so good do you have um any thoughts on the uh, Kanye West conspiracy theory, if it's even a conspiracy theory about this album, have you heard about this? <laughs> oh, oh, wait—is it the because
1: K- the sign it says Kanye West? K West yeah, so there's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's a
0: whole like subculture yeah. of people who think yeah. that David Bowie <laughs> predicted Kanye West. <laughs> And there's yeah. like a whole bunch of other things, like you know, like the the number of like whatever is on this part of it is the yeah. same as Kanye's whatever. But um.
1: yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, I mean, don't be wrong. I I do love a conspiracy, but um when it comes to one of the greatest sort of rock and roll albums ever made, yeah. I sort of think I don't, I don't know, I don't know for sure <laughs> if if uh, Kanye West would have been intentionally, uh, you know, sort of mentioned on that as a sort of uh, uh what do you call it, a, a prediction of the future. Um, yeah but but you know who who, knows? Yeah, who we are, knows we are living in we're living in the matrix so it's, it's a very uh it's a very weird dreamland that we uh, exist in so it's uh, it's everything's it's, possible but yeah. i like to th- i like to think that that's not true <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not not yeah. anything against kanye west i mean i don't really listen to kanye west but um yeah. you know the things i, I he's he's obviously a uh, you know a sort of a uh, well I mean a lot of people say he's a genius in his own right but um you know for me for me personally uh, it, it's, it's not it's not David Bowie it's not quite yeah. the same you know but yeah. that's just my preference of music really but yeah, um, but no yeah and I think it's just I, I, I think it's a coincidence <laughs> it says <laughs> K West on, uh, <laughs> on that sign but um, you know. I'm an alligator I'm a mama papa coming for you I'm
2: a space invader I'll be a rock and rolling baby you
0: Um, all right, so next up is the clash with Janie Jones. Uh, you know, opening track off their debut album, one that's yeah. been picked a couple of times on the show before. Oh uh, damn,
1: I, I, was, I was thinking maybe, maybe the opening track is too obvious. I, I picked, a, I actually picked Garage Land originally, and then I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe I was flicking through. I was like, which ones do I? Which because I love all of them, and it's like, right. oh, which one, which one do I like the most? So I couldn't pick. I was like, you know what? i didn't go with the opener.
0: <laughs> but I always love it because it's it's cool for me, and I think for people who listen to the show pretty consistently to like get to hear just. The, so I think the last person to pick it, we did this. We did this thing. Where we used to have like politicians on the show, but right. only talk about music, um, mm. and that's that's cool, that's a cool thing. except no one listened to it. Like our <laughs> listenership would just drop off a cliff every single time we would do Curry it. over. Yeah, exactly. So it, I think the last guy to pick it was uh, was a member of parliament. <laughs> so yeah. uh, with, with that in mind, I guess uh, what do you what do you like about this song?
1: Do you know what I, what I really love about this album particularly? Like it's just uh, the production, like the sound of the drums and like, uh, it's just, it's like, it's so clear, but it's still yeah. like, it's still like really punk. Like it sounds like, it sounds like, even though I, I'm, I sh- I'm sure that a lot of, uh, you know, production and shit went into it, but it doesn't sound like it's been like, Th- over overthought or overproduced, right. you know, just, it sounds like them in a room, you know, like with, with microphones and the, and the energy and the, just the, that raw kind of feel of it is just, and it's, it's the same with the with, with Ziggy Stardust, you know, and a lot of the Beatles stuff, you know, because, yeah. because that's, that's how they record it. I guess that's yeah. a, a product of that, that time, you know, um, sort of actually being musicians and actually, you know, like, I mean, a lot of these bands would record, you know, they record the songs, not like how most bands do now, where you do the drums separate and then you edit them all to be perfect. And then yeah. you do the guitars separate and you edit them all to be perfect. It's like, You lose like so much of that human quality yeah. that i think makes um the music that i love this older music so yeah. good is because it's not perfect you know but it's yeah. like i think the imperfections in um, in that stuff is what makes it so good and that's what so much modern music is, is missing because it's so yeah. you know it's so we have all these tools that we can do everything without really having to have any skill anymore yeah. <laughs> and uh but so that's what this album like i mean i love i love the clash generally but this this album is by, my favorite one by far you know a lot of people obviously say london calling and i do love london calling but this first one to me is just the It's just the uh, epitome of everything that they were about, you know, sound wise and just uh, the aggression and the, you know, and and the politics of it as well. I'm not like, I mean, I don't really sort of go too near politics with sort of my band Um, just because... well one i just don't feel like i know enough about what is really going on in the world to to say anything and with any real conviction aside from like you know what i think is morally right or wrong
0: yeah so i'm I'm interested in like how you because like obviously you are a band you guys are a band recording in this day Mm. and age where you can Mm. kind of do that like sort of line Mm. everything up and and and, and i think that you're right it really does remove a certain human element when you when you see that kind of go too far so how do you kind of approach recording in a way that sort of keeps it organic and 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 do you have to at all kind of force yourself almost to like steer clear of the temptation to kind of uh you know (laughs) edit things down too much totally
1: yeah i think there's i mean it's not like it's not a like it's not a bad thing in its entirety to be able to have these tools to do these things because i mean for certain types of music um you know it's 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 great to be able to be able to be so precise with things totally um but like like we're doing this band it was um you Know it, it not being so perfect was a uh, was quite a. I was so wary of that, like you know, like because the demos were sort of done. I mean, the demos I've been doing re- recently as well. I haven't even been doing the drum tracks on even to a metronome, you know, because right. that's the other thing I really hate now is like you yeah, know, the metronome and it, it stops you speeding up and slowing down. But actually, speeding up and slowing down is uh, can be such a huge expression in a song, totally like you totally. get into get into a, like a it drops into like a heavy bit or whatever and it speeds up and you get that boost. It like it just adds to the energy. Yeah. Um, but but with this album, we did we did record it to a click track and um but uh, and I had all the drums I did it uh, it was my my mate actually mixed it all and uh, and uh, engineered it yeah. and um but I I sort of was in charge of like the editing if you like um right. and I was sort of but I was very wary of of because in the past, when I was younger, you know, my old bands, I was like, wow, you can zoom in and make it all perfect. You know, right. like in hindsight, that's why all my other bands sucked. <laughs> right. but, like, but then like with this, it was a case of like, right, we've got the drum tracks. Obviously we've made, made sure we got good takes and stuff. And then, um, and I didn't really edit them um, yeah. really. i like, drum the drums like, or any of it really just, uh, there was like a few bits where like there's like the odd note or something that was like, you know, r- really sort of jarring or something right, that would right, maybe right. Tweak it a bit, but I tried to keep it as sort of, true to the performance as possible and um, you know it helped that we'd been playing quite a lot so that uh, you know all, all the guys were um, you know sort of pretty tight at playing yeah. anyway so so the, the sort of tightness was you know mostly natural um, which I think uh you know, which I think gives it um, a bit more of a, yeah, just a bit more of a sort of human feel. And then like just with the mix itself, like, as I said, my my good friend of mine, Mike Curtis, uh, mixed it and me and him, um, so I just sat sat with him for, you know, well, it went on, it went on for months, like, you know, because like, it took me about six months to do the vocals because I was like just doing so many other sort of things, like touring and stuff like that. But, um, but like when it came to the mix, it was very, very much like, okay, like I, the drums can't be, this, this crazy loud, like, yeah. you know, the drums are just like, that's the thing that really kills so much music for me is that the mo- modern music is that the drums just sound too, they're too loud. They're too yeah. in your face. And you know, like, it's almost like the quieter you have them, in a way they're more impactful because like they blend with the song more. Like when they're just like boop, 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 bo, 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 like you can, yeah. he- you can hear it all too well. It like ruins it, it like really yeah. ruins it. But me and him were like, you know, I was constantly telling him to turn the, down the drums and he was like, what? <laughs> and uh, cause he's a very, very talented um, engineer. Like he can, he's very good at making things sound like big, em, and, big like, the, and huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and that, But well, the great thing with this was like the sort of me and him sort of having this tug of war over the, how it needed to sound. Like it was great because I got all the, all of his, all of his qualities of his, what he was good at. And then all, all of my sort of uh, how I wanted it to sound and we mashed that all right. together. And it sort of, I, I was quite pleased in the end with, um, it sounded quite powerful, I think, without being, sounding like overproduced necessarily. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, it's about as produced as I would have wanted it to be. <laughs> right, right. Um, I've already had the argument with my uh, my manager at the moment because I was saying that I want the next album to sound like like the, the worst it can possibly sound. <laughs> and he was like, you can't follow this album with an album that sounds like you've recorded it, you know, with one microphone. I was like, I can and I will.
0: <laughs> but there are <laughs> bands who do that like oh, I'm yeah, thinking, totally, you know yeah. like the flat duo jets it's uh, yeah. like an example that comes to mind mm. where it's just like so scratchy and yeah. like abrasive yeah, but yeah. it's uh, something that you said really like jumped out at me where you're talking about like the sort of little speed ups and slow downs in the drums mm. like you know i'm a drummer and i hate recording to a click track like yeah. i've even heard stories of like i think it was um I think it was when Nirvana was recording Mm. Lithium. Mm. Um, Like, Dave Grohl just kept on speeding up during the chorus. And it's like, but that gives it that human feel because that's what it's like when you're playing it live. Like, unless you're... Like yeah. weird, you're not playing live with a click track in your ear. You know what exactly, I mean? So it's exactly, like yeah. You you, yeah. you have to capture that essence somehow. And I yeah, yeah I just I, it really totally. when you said that it jumped out at me because like, mm. man, recording to a click track drives me crazy.
1: Yeah, no, me too. And that's that's like the one thing. Well, I don't I don't have many regrets like with this this album necessarily, but um the only reason we didn't uh, sort of the reason we did do this one to a click was um I think just because I don't think we at that time, even though we've been playing a lot, we kind of um I don't think we were fully confident about going in there without without that sort of safety net almost, and right. I kind of I kind of regret that a little bit because I would have been quite keen to hear how it would have sounded without um without that sort of that that grid that you're kind of locked to, you know. Um right, right. and that's that's something I really want to do on this next album because all the stuff I've been writing for this next album has been that like I mean I'm like drop there's this getting I've got like a song going and then I'll just cut to a totally different tempo and it goes into a totally different bit. And yeah. it's like that that is such a character, like gets so much character. Like that's the only thing with this album as much as I, I'm proud of it. It's like, you know, it's like song, 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 song and they're all like mm. got their own tempos, you know, and it's sort of like all, I right. almost feel like there's a bit of there's an element of separation where i want it all to i want there to be all the i don't want you to know when a song starts and begins on this next one in a way kind of like right. abbey road the second half of abbey road you don't you don't even know what song you're listening to because the whole yeah. last six or seven tracks are just they're like a minute and a half long if that may all just go into each other and the tempos go up and down and it's just it's mesmerizing when you listen yeah. to it like i say it's more of a sort of just an experiment like yeah more, like an immersive
0: experience
1: yeah exactly which i think um which i think this album isn't that so much, it's just like, bam! Here's a load of two-minute-long songs, you know, which I love. Right. But it's like, don't really want to do that again, you know. Uh, which is um, going to be interesting. The second albums are always, always difficult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, hard, it's right. hard
0: to know how to follow it up, hey? It's yeah, like...
1: exactly. Yeah, because people will be expecting the same thing. I know when one of my favorite bands, Radioactivity, they put uh, they put out their second album, and like, yeah. I love their first album so so much. I mean, it's like a holy grail of, of albums that've been made in the last twenty years for me. And uh, but then their second album. When I first listened to it, I, I did like it, but it was it was different it was different from the first one. But yeah. then, but it wasn't so different that like I didn't like it because I've now grown to love it just as so much as the first album. But it's finding that balance where you can do enough of what people loved in the first one, uh, but still it be different enough for I guess you as a, as a, a an artist. As An artist, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Not, not the,
0: stifling yourself.
1: Exactly, that's that's the balance you got to find is that you don't want to do the same thing twice because it's kind of boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really
2: We'll
0: you 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 mentioned you mentioned radioactivity and they're Mm. and they're on your list so like why don't we just Mm. jump to that we can like just kind of go go deep into this yeah
1: Um, this, this song that i put down was the um was the song that uh actually really snapped me out of a lot of um kind of uh what's the word i was kind of setting my ways about a lot of things when it came to writing songs like oh, there was a right. time when i would write a song and if it was short than three and a half minutes i would add bits in to make it longer which yeah. is like insane like why, yeah. why, would, I, why would i do that this is like right. these preconceived ideas of what a song has to be you know and, and then i listened i heard that song and it was like well that album and i was like it's just it's so short and there's not any bit in it that you don't that i don't love and it's like yeah. so to the point i was thinking, why am i why have i spent all this time trying to you know make songs longer just for the sake of it being longer or adding you know just adding unnecessary parts or like long intros and just I don't know just stuff that I just think isn't necessarily you don't really need it I like, I like to listen even if it's my own song I like to want to listen to it straight away again you know I don't yeah. want it to ever drag like if it drags at all then yeah. I'm like well it's going to drag for if it's dragging for me it's going to drag to someone else you know um but yeah this is a song that really sort of snapped uh, snaps me out of a lot of delusions about what makes a good song really and um so, yeah, I, I, kind of, I kind of hold them up pretty high, yeah. <laughs> them guys. And they're the nicest guys ever. We actually got to play with them in France uh, before all this uh, virus shit. Yeah. And um, they're just the – it's very, very difficult, It's very weird when all your favourite bands are basically dead. And then right. one of your one of your more recent favourite bands, who you fucking love, you yeah, get to play yeah. with them. And it's like, shit, this is like this is almost like meeting David Bowie in a weird way, in terms of the impact it, is, it had, yeah. had on me with my songwriting. And, um, and then I got to meet him. It's just like having, having to hold back this sort of like – God, you don't know how much I've listened to your (laughs) tracks.
0: Well, yo, honestly, that's like the same way that I feel doing this show. Like literally, Can't Be Mine was on rotation, like perpetually for months in my car. You know, even just, you know, like we had we had like Peter Hook on the show. I'm like, I've been obsessed with New Order. We had Gaz from the Happy Mondays on, like, you know, just like all these people where it's like, I'm just like. We're just on a Zoom call. Totally, and it's yeah, like, yeah. dude, you have no clue. Like, you have <laughs> <is>. no clue. <laughs> it's so weird. But that's
1: what's so cool. That's what I love about it, is that, you know, knowing that other people had that with something that I've written is like, when I know that I have that and how I feel about that, about other songs that I love, it's like, that is just what makes it worth doing, you know? Like, yeah. no, not well, other than the satisfaction of you just doing it, you know, the satisfaction of the soul that you get from writing something, but knowing that somebody else connects with it and listens to it that much is like, well, it's just it's just the best feeling ever. That's why I, that's why I refuse to get a normal job. Right. <laughs> I mean that's the power of music, isn't it? It's like yeah. when people hear hear music, they love like, it. That's that's why for me, music and you know art and you know whatever like is so powerful because it it gives it yeah. sort of it hits people in a way that nothing else does. That's why I mean. I, some I've, I've heard some people arguing that sports, sport you know amazing sports stars are just as good as amazing no. songwriters and to me I'm like don't be wrong I, I I can appreciate you know someone's uh, commitment to their you know sport or whatever it is but to me yeah. for me it's just it's so it's so not the same thing you not know like music like, like tugs it,
0: on your heartstrings man yeah, like exactly. you, you feel like you know someone when you've heard their songs
1: exactly and it's like and then it, it can you know I have songs where I hear them and it takes me back to time in my life you know like where I yeah. I feel transported back to it it's like a time machine almost yeah. uh, which is just the coolest fucking thing <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah literally. so uh, the last the last one um uh, before we we before we wrap up with one of your tunes uh we're gonna talk yeah. about the beaches uh yeah. we're gonna listen to their song um what did we decide money yeah well like I mean I've, I've, the whole
1: the whole first album was wicked I thought I mean um, yeah. but M- money was the was like I think it's because it was one of the first tracks I heard and yeah. it's just the the hook and obviously we played with them like before I'd ever knew who they were we played with them in a tiny little um like place in london and yeah. um and that was their and,
0: first gig in the uk if i am yeah. not or, or at least like their first headlining gig i think
1: yeah yeah it, it may well have it. It was quite a while ago now it was probably about like three years ago maybe maybe longer but um yeah. but they were just you know phenomenal bands you know and then i after having played them i sort of listened to the record probably and uh but that, but I remember that on the night, like that money tune, um, particularly I was just, you know, I was thinking, you know, when you hear a song for the first time and you know, you know, it's good because you, you, you remember it from one listen, you know, yeah. and especially when you remember it from one listen, there was a live set. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, it's just a great track, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but, and they're, and they're, they're such a great bunch of people as well. And um, we went to go and see them in London when they played again a couple of years later. And, uh, they're just a great rock and roll band really, you know, um, yeah. But yeah and they're from canada obviously so so, pretty, yeah <laughs> well and, and and as i
0: as i said you know the i we would not be talking were it not for uh for kylie uh playing yeah. playing can't be mine on yeah. the
1: show which is amazing I, I i think that's so that's just so cool you know just bands supporting bands or whatever. it's just uh it's yeah. just nice it's just really nice actually i messaged them um today actually just to say yeah oh, because uh, no good just to send because i was going to send them a, a record um you know because i i haven't done yet because we because yeah. we because we, we run out <laughs> right 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 uh, we didn't we didn't think many people were going to buy it and then um we sold out all the vinyl, with and that was like months ago. We've been waiting ever since to get to get more back. Yeah. But, um, but no, yeah, no, w- wicked band, and this song is um a cracker. You know yeah. I mean? it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a hit. It's a hit you know, what I mean, it's, yeah, a, this literally, is a, it's this, this is the thing. It's like there's so many there's there's bands that have songs that that should be massive hits, and like um and obviously beaches have been doing really well, but like to me, this is one of those songs that everybody should know. You know, it sounds yeah. like it should have already been a song. You know, yeah. like um and uh, yeah, it's just so 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 hooky I had it in my head for months (laughs) you know like uh, I can still sing it like now you know what I mean it's like it's just been stuck in my head since I saw him play it live so yeah it doesn't go away no exactly (laughs)
0: so so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up now with uh with another bad nerf song we're gonna listen to uh baby drummer uh and the the reason it, like you know i love the whole new album but you guys did this uh, this like live session um mm. where you played this song and you, you played a bunch yeah. of other songs but this one just mm. like really really jumped out at me mm. um but uh you know just simple question what's this song about
1: this song this is kind of a this is a kind of a weird one this was this was a track where i didn't really have any anything necessarily personal um you know to 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 draw from at the time anyway like uh, whereas the other tracks sort of so i'll just sing about something that has been on my mind or whatever like um whereas this was like much more of a just i had this <laughs> basically it was just um it was meant to be to be about a band or an artist or someone coming along um and sort of changing the face of music again really like that so i mean it, there's a lyric in the song which says um can't remember now, but I, but I mentioned uh, Joe Strummer, but just right. just by his, sec- by his second name. But th- that's kind of what I had in mind. Just the the impacts of of ha- how I regard Joe Strummer in my head. This song was meant to be about, you know, the second coming of somebody like him right. coming along, and and it being like, wow, this is this is this is the music I love. You know, it's like that's basically what the song's about. It's just about um, wanting someone to come along again and um, and have that kind of impact. Uh, yeah. So that's why I mentioned Strummer in the in the second verse as a sort of a little sort of. Um, you know uh tribute to, to, to yeah. you know him because he was kind of one of the guys i had in my mind when i was sort of imagining oh what if, what if what if we had another joe strummer now you know like yeah. or, you know, or someone come along that was that good and that sort of you know uh, i don't know that that's so uh, yeah that's that's the gist of what it's about anyway and
0: it's interesting like with, with that sort of thing like my f- i guess it's a fear but it's not really a fear because like mm. you know mm. it's not like i'm not like oh it's so scary but like <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's i wonder if because of like my own snobbery about <laughs> what music should be, I would like miss the next Joe Strummer. Either either like we as a society would Timely. miss him because, you know Timely. or him or her or them, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's or totally and they would you know will be condemned to a life of recording bedroom demos and and no one listening to them <laughs> exactly. um or i will just be like whatever man like yeah. that's not that's not totally. cool so like, I, was, I was literally
1: gonna say the exact same thing it's like i don't know actually if if we would recognize it now you know like it because because yeah. the, the nostalgia the nostalgia element of it does play a big part it's like my uncle um who, who saw the clash and saw the reminders and stuff you know he he put it pretty plainly he said you know because obviously, to me, I'm like, "Wow, you saw the moments of fashion." He's like, "Yeah, and it was great." But the, the, at the time, they weren't legends like they are now. Yeah. You know, like it's like so the time the, the time uh, passed uh, kind of holds them up. Not that they weren't amazing at the time, obviously. But as yeah. you say, you don't you don't know whether whether there are Joe Strummers like that under our noses now, and they're just not uh, appreciated. You know, um, yeah. So it's it's, it's it's probably more likely than, uh, yeah. than
0: not. It's interesting to, that you say because like we we had. Um... Like since like the, the earliest days of the show, we've we've been like I personally have been so fascinated by this um this Sex Pistols gig in Manchester that like, you know Yeah, yeah. Like, there were like factory records and everything yeah, like yeah. spun out of that. Yeah. And, you know, we we had Glenn Matlock on the show. Mm. And for him, it was like, you know, I was expecting him to be like yeah, you could just feel it in the air. Like, there was just something happening. And, like, just because of how many times it's been told and retold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but he was just like, yeah, like there was this weird fish and chips place, and they didn't have <laughs> cod, and I wanted cod, and I'm like, "What, like,
1: what, are, you, like, what yeah. are you talking about? Stop, stop talking, stop talking! I don't want to know." Yeah, it's,
0: <laughs> but it's kind of crazy just how, like, over yeah. time, like legends become legends because of time, almost. Like just, exactly,
1: that's, exa- that's exactly it. It's like, and that's that's the thing I love most about music in a way is it's like it's like a time capsule you know like yeah. there's actually quite a there's a, a little um a little uh, what do they call it a little like easter egg in the in the in the baby drummer music video yeah. where um i bought i basically had bought this um this grab at this candy machine like uh I, I spent like all of my money buying this candy right. machine to, <laughs> to to force myself to have to make this video because it was a bit of a pain in the ass like the idea of of the idea of trying to get with a model and do all that shit. and yeah. like um But then on the, um, on the, at the beginning, you see like a shot of the joystick and, and it, it used to say this, this machine accepts, and it has like a number of, like the number of coins that accepts. And my brother, my brother's like a a photo manipulator. And I got him to change the text and it says time machine accepts because as a little nod to exactly what we're talking about, where like, I just think it's so cool, that music, like the thing that makes me want to do it other than just the satisfaction of doing it is that, you know, you're, you're leaving your mark, you know, you're sort of, um, whether it's, you know, whether. Only, whether, only you ever listen to it. Wherever you've left like something there, so, and it's like a time capture you know. So when I'm yeah. dead, people can uh, come back and hear this thing that I made, you know. And like, yeah. uh, and I thought I, I quite enjoyed that little Easter egg. And obviously, you know, not enough people have seen it to even ever notice. But I, uh, right. I was just like, that was something just because of what we we're talking about. This, so, um, yeah, I just. Well, yeah. and I have
0: a kind of crazy story for you about something mm. like that. Um, mm. And we're kind of, you know, we're kind of dragging on a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but, do you, know the, do you know the band the Palmer Violets? Uh, I don't think so. So they're 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 a British band. Um, the
1: Palmer Violet. Actually, you, I think someone. I think actually, they're
0: signed to Rough Trade. Um, I'm sure someone. P a l m a Violets.
1: Some guy messaged me a band. He said, "Have you heard of these? I, I don't know if it was them. Where is it? Anyway, go on. Sorry, uh, whatever. So, on.
0: Hmm? so there's so we we had this guy. So you know, like, they've played like main stage at Glastonbury and stuff. Mm. Like, that they're, they're like you know a. They're like a, an indie band, but they're, but they're like a sizable mm. indie band. Um, cool. We had this guy back in the days of sort of having political figures on the show. We had this guy named Warren Kinsella. And Warren is like, you know, he's like a, he's a, like a Canadian political consultant and strategist. But, nice. ba- but back in high school, he was mm. a bass player in a punk rock band called the Hot <laughs> Nasties. And <laughs> the Palma Violets every single gig that they do they cover a hot nasty song including at the main stage at glastonbury so it's like this guy has (laughs) this song that he wrote when he was 16 being played at the main stage at glastonbury like like however many years later lightning in a bottle isn't it it's like that's his, yeah. that's his,
1: the song that you know teenage angst in a in a, in a time capsule you know and exactly it's, been, it's still being played and that is so cool because yeah. you know people, people change they say don't you like uh, you know the the 15 year old you is dead you know that, that's a different person you know? and when you get to 60 i imagine it's probably the same as you know that that kid that, that wrote those punk songs is dead you know but but there there's this but the song the song is it's, still it's out like, there. exactly and that's what's so so cool about music you know that's why i would always encourage any youngster who wants to do music, to just fucking yeah. do it. If your mum yeah. and dad say no, fuck them.
2: Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah,
1: <laughs> excuse my language. And, uh, you know, it's like because <laughs> nah, it's I'm, just, I'm you, can't, you. you can't beat that feeling. You know, but even if it's same with your, you know any art you know you can't beat that that feeling of of making it you know making this thing and then it being around to you never know who's going to reach and where it's going to go to it's um it's really it's really powerful thing it's really the coolest thing on earth Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
0: yeah yeah All right. Well, so, uh, you know, before we wrap up, uh, you know, kind of thing that we always like to do at the end, just give our guests a chance to plug uh, your latest release where people can (laughs) check you out, all, all those sorts of fun things.
1: So the new album came out, when did it come out? It came out 20th November. Uh, yeah. 2020 we like we like to say that uh, we're only going to release records during pandemics so that's going to be our <laughs> sort of, that's going to be our thing <laughs> um but no it's out you can uh, you can get the we're doing a physicals limited white white vinyl actually from our store which i'm packing up in my bedroom oh, <laughs> and, and, se- and sending out to everyone uh and yeah um what else what else well that's it really that's the only thing i have to plug is the album going you yeah. don't even have to buy it but go and listen to it on spotify and uh if you like it let me know <laughs> yeah
0: that's it for us man but you know i, Pleasure. I really so appreciate much. you taking the time man um
1: uh, it's honestly it's been it's been great i would probably sit here and talk to you for hours <laughs> yeah
0: no doubt man um, and, and you know and if go. you guys ever make your way to toronto you know you've got oh, a stay and a place yeah. to hang
1: I'm hoping so. I'm, yeah, hoping it'll happen when the world opens back up if it ever yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to Bobby from Bad Nerves for joining us this week. Uh as he said, you can check out Bad Nerves' latest self-titled debut album wherever you get your music. You can find full versions of this show wherever you get your podcasts or at havingachat.com. Havingachat.com is also where you can sign up for our new bi-weekly newsletter, so be sure to check that out. The show is produced by myself and Hillary Johnston. Social media and marketing materials are done by Petra Walker. Theme music is done by Duncan Briggs and Sugar Glass. And now to wrap up this week's show, this is Bad Nerves with Baby Drummer.